alayhi wa sallam, which can be the same meaning. Another hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ajabun lil mu'min, in asabahu khayrun hamidallaha wa shakar, wa in asabatu musibatun hamidallaha wa sabar. Fal mu'minu yujaru fi kulli amrihi. In this hadith, he says the same thing. That when a believer is afflicted with bad conditions, he praises Allah. وصبر, and he is patient. And if he is afflicted with, and if he is blessed with good conditions, Hamidullah wa shakara. He praises Allah and he is thankful. What's beautiful here is that and then he says, amrihi. A believer will be given reward in every matter of his, in every affair. If you look at the words, Rasulullah said, in good conditions, shakara, in bad conditions, sabara. In good conditions, he's thankful, in bad conditions, he's patient. This part is different. But one part which is the same is, in good conditions, hamidallah, he praises Allah. In bad conditions, hamidallah, he praises Allah. So that part is the same. Meaning he will continue to say, Alhamdulillah ala kulli hal. He will say, Alhamdulillah in every condition. Even in bad times he will say Alhamdulillah, good times he will say Alhamdulillah. That response from the believer is the same, will not change, it will not, will not be different. And we see examples of the Salaf and the pious predecessors, and the Sahaba and Rasulullah They all show this. One example is that Abdul, Shaykh Abdul Qadir al-Jilani rahimahullah, was sitting with his students, and he was a big merchant as well. And someone came and gave him the news, that your fleet of ships, uh, ships that was uh, a whole fleet of ships that he had in which he was bringing his merchandise that in, there was a storm and it was a very bad storm in the sea and the whole fleet of ships has, ha, have been destroyed, have sunk so he, he put his head down for a few moments and then he, he raised his head and said Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah and then the person went away. After some time, some, another uh, person came into the gathering and he said that that was a wrong news. There was a bad storm and hurricane at the sea and many of the ships were destroyed, but your ships have come safe into harbor and they have brought all your merchandise with a great profit. Then he put his head down for a few moments and he thought and reflected on his condition and then he said, Alhamdulillah. So somebody asked a question, objected that when you receive very bad news, you said Alhamdulillah, and then when you received very good news, you also said Alhamdulillah. How did you have the same response for both? So we already saw the hadith now, this is what we are supposed to do. But how he explained it is he said, when this tragedy occurred, I was afraid that what happened, is this an adab from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or is this a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And I, for a few moments, reflected on the condition of my heart and I made muhasaba of my nafs. What is my connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala displeased with me? Have I turned away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? I pondered and reflected over my condition. Am I engaged in some disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And that is why this has come as a form of adab and chastisement from Allah or not? And when I reflected, I, I, I could not come to realize that I have just broken any command of Allah recently, or I have disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or I felt the displeasure of Allah. So then I realized this is a means of testing me so that I could so Allah could forgive my sins and elevate my status. 
This is a form of mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore I said, Alhamdulillah. And then when the good news came that the ships have reached harbor safely and there is a great prophet, then again I became scared. Is this from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala something called istidraj? Istidraj means when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives more and more of the dunya and blessings of this world so that you continue to get engrossed in that and you disobey Allah and you further make your scale of sins heavier on the day of judgment. Allah Ta'ala like He gave dunya to Fir'aun and Qarud He gave worldly blessings to Nimrud and Haman All of these blessings in Shaddad They were istidraj They're not a sign of the pleasure of Allah This means that Allah is giving them worldly blessings So that they continue to disobey Him And they forget about Him He doesn't catch them to remind them of His greatness And that He is in control So this is a very difficult test so I pondered over my condition that is Allah upset with me and that's why He's giving me all these worldly things so that I forget about Him and I become engrossed in this or not. And, and then I found, Alhamdulillah, that my relationship with Allah was steady and strong and increasing in strength. So then I said, Alhamdulillah. So the reality is, this is a very old question that arises. The bad conditions, they come upon the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anbiya alayhi salam, they have tests and trials. Ayyub alayhi salam had physical sickness. Yusuf alayhi salam was thrown away from his home. Yunus alayhi salam was swallowed by the fish in the sea. Different Anbiya alayhi salam underwent trials. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi underwent so many trials. And then we have bad conditions that come upon the enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes we say this is a test and a trial to elevate the status. Sometimes we say this is an adab. This is, this is the anger of Allah. And likewise, good conditions and health and wealth and prosperity, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives His beloved slaves. He gave Dawood and Sulaiman kingdom in the earth. He gave Rasulullah in Madinat Munawwara, an independent state, and the power and respect over, in the hearts of the people. So He gives blessings to His worldly blessings as well to his beloved slaves and then he gives Qarud and Nimrud and Shaddad and Abu Jahl they also had wealth and, and they had blessings sometimes we say that this is a sign of the happiness of Allah the pleasure of Allah and sometimes we say no this is istidraj Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving respite giving them a chance uh, to further go away from him and forget about him so how do we determine which one is which one the very simple answer is that it depends on our, in our behavior and how we deal with the situation. When the good condition comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if we are following these ahadiths that we mentioned and we are actually genuinely thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, pra praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, attributing the success back to Allah, then this means that this is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is pleased with us. That is why He's granting us these blessings. Like Sulaiman alayhi salam, he said, Hada bin Fadli Rabbi. He attributed the success back to Allah. And if we attribute the success to ourselves and forget about Allah, then what is this? This is a sign that this is Allah is giving us respite. This is istidraj from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a very dangerous test. This is like Qarun said, ala ilmin indi. I have acquired all these blessings through my own intelligence. He attributed it to himself. And when bad conditions come, if a person turns towards Allah, makes tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is more 
devotion and concentration in his worship. The tears are trickling down his eyes. His heart is softened because of the conditions he's going through. He comes towards the house of Allah. He comes towards the masjid. He makes tawbah from his sins. If this is his reaction to the bad conditions, then this does not mean Allah is displeased with him. Allah is pleased with him and is bringing him back. He's bringing him back towards him. Allah is calling him through these bad conditions back towards himself. So he should be thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he got this wake-up call before it was too late. And on the other hand, if the bad conditions come and a person complains against Allah and loses hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, forgets about Allah, then this is something which is a form of adab from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Faqr in extreme poverty can lead a person towards kufr, forgetfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sought refuge from both extremes. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika. Oh Allah, I seek your protection. I seek your refuge in you from what? Min faqrin munsiya wa ghinan mudghiya. So from faqr al-munsi. Al-faqr al-munsi is that faqr such extreme poverty that makes you forget Allah. You say, why should I even worship Allah? Why should I perform salah? Why should I fast? When I don't even have food to begin with. I don't have food for suhoor and iftar. What's the point of fasting? What's the point of praying to Allah who doesn't feed me? Na'udhu billah, na'udhu billah. So a person, he forgets Allah, he becomes despondent, he loses hope in Allah because of his extreme poverty. Rasulullah sought refuge from such poverty. And this is what, what is happening in many places throughout the world because people are in very poor economic conditions and then different NGOs or different missionaries come and say that if you say Jesus Christ is your savior, young boy, you can have this chocolate in my hand. It looks so attractive. It looks so beautiful. He only saw the wrappers and he smelled it. And he licked the empty wrapper. He never tasted the chocolate inside. Now he can get the whole chocolate bar. So he says, I'll go for it. I'll just leave my religion. So this is, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min faqrin munsiya. I seek your refuge from such poverty which will make me forget Allah. Such, such richness and such dunya and such blessings of this world which which will make a person lose his mind and become arrogant cross all the bounds of transgression and become drunk in material pleasures that is the other extreme where we have so much worldly things that we forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we have to seek refuge from both whether we are in difficult conditions or in good conditions we always have to have our eye on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sabr and shukr Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned a hadith that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praised this ummah and the believers of this ummah before this ummah came into existence in the time of Isa alayhi salam. He said, Inna Allah ta'ala qala ya Isa inni ba'ithun min ba'dika ummah idha asabahumma yuhibbur hamidullah wa in asabahumma yakrahun ihtasabu wa sabaru. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Isa alayhi salam before the keynote speaker comes before the, the guest comes, then he is introduced. The, this is the bio of the speaker, and this is the accomplishments and the achievements of the one who will come next. Likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned about, of course, our beloved Rasul in detail to the Anbiya before him that this is the final prophet who is going to come. But not only was the description of, our, of the final prophet given, to the Anbiya before, even the description of the Ummah was given before. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing Isa alayhi salam and He said, O oh Isa, I will be sending after you such an Ummah, such a great Ummah 
that when such conditions come that they like and, and that they are happy, Hamidullah, they will be praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they'll be thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They will not become arrogant. They will not forget Allah, rather they will praise Allah. They will make shukr. And when they face conditions that that they do not like, that are not in their favor, then they will be looking forward to reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ihtisab is expecting reward from Allah. Looking forward for a reward for, on the patience that a person will be observing. And they will make sabr. And then what he said after that is, wala hilma wala aqala. And they inherently will not have forbearance, nor will they have the intelligence. They will not have hilm, they will not have aqal. Forbearance is hilm, and aqal is intelligence. Meaning they will not have the forbearance of the prophets, nor the intelligence of the anbiya, like you or Nabi Isa have. فَقَالَ يَا رَبِّ كَيْفَ يَكُونُ هَذَا لَهُمْ لَا حِلْمَ وَلَا عَقْلَ So Isa salam was very surprised and he said, Ya Allah, how is it possible for them to be grateful in time of blessings, to be patient at the time of afflictions, and then on top of it, you are saying they have no hilm, no aql, they have no forbearance, they do not have intelligence. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قَالَ أُعْطِيهِمْ مِنْ حِلْمِ وَعِلْمِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, they inherently do not have it, but Ya Isa, I will be granting them ilm from my ilm. And I will be granting them hilm from my ilm. I will be inspiring them. So their forbearance that they will show and the knowledge that they will have will be divine. Divinely inspired. Directly from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every blessing comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala naturally. He is the mun'im al-haqiqi. He is the true benefactor and bestower of everything that we have. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here attributed the ilm to himself and the hilm to himself for mazid tashrif li'umati Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa to further grant honor to this ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa To further grant honor, he said that the ilm that they will have will be directly from my ilm. The hilm and the forbearance they will show will be from my, from my hilm that I will give them. I will grant them. I will inspire them. So we have to be strong in the face of the different trials that we are facing and the different bad conditions that are coming upon us. And look at these hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa We are definitely from the ummah of Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi We are from the ummah of, of the best of the prophets, the last prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if we trust in him, if we believe in him, will grant us forbearance to be able to survive the trials that we are facing as an ummah here in this country and throughout the world. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us the knowledge. What do we need to do on our part? We have to show unwavering allegiance to Allah, faith in Allah, belief in Allah, reliance on Allah, tawakkul on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then we will see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us such MashaAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us such depth of forbearance and will give us such strength, such uh, reserves of strength that we did not imagine that we ever had. And we think we don't have. In fact, we do not have. Because the hadith said it itself. Allah ta'ala himself said, wala hilma wala aqla. You don't have the hilm, nor do I have a hilm. We do not have the forbearance to go undergo any of these trials. Nor do we have the ilm and the knowledge how to face and combat these different uh, uh, scenarios that we have to face. So where will the ilm come from? Hilm come from when we don't have it, I don't have it, you don't have it. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, I will give it. U'atihim min hilmi u'atihim min ilmi. From my ilm, my hilm, I will grant them. So this is a great, great promise from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us among those who receive divine inspiration, divine strength, and forbearance, and able to, inshaAllah, overcome the difficulties that we are facing in this country. Wa akhur da'wana, alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen.